welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Chris. Good day to you. On the Weather of the Mind podcast, we're trying to bring you practical approaches to emotional health and practical skills. Practical approaches to practical skills, a little redundant, but hopefully the word practical shines through. Practical, practical, trying to keep it practical. I feel like in this episode, we in this series on five-year plans, we're kind of drifting a little bit away from the practical and going a little bit too far into the deeper philosophical murkier waters. But I feel that we've gone there organically. I didn't really plan it to go this way. It's sort of how it's flowed. And I, I sort of trust in the way things flow, at least in terms of uh, podcast topics. So I'm going to call today's episode, this is the fourth in the series of um, five-year planning episodes, Three Thought Experiments to Reveal Your Guiding Principles. Before I get to the rice and beans, the meat and potatoes of the show, I would like to kind of talk about a little bit of my personal challenge of this episode. So this episode is a, is continuing. It's a response to a letter I got from Francis McGill out of Vermont where he talked about, can you unpack a little more what it means to reconsider long-term values, what it looks like in practice to change an individual or social value? These, these are great questions, and they were in response to a quote from, the, uh, from an earlier podcast. And let me read that quote to you. That quote is by Jared Diamond from his book, Collapse, How Societies Choose to Fail or Succeed. Quote, Two types of choices seem to have been crucial in tipping the outcomes of various societies toward success or failure. Long-term planning and a willingness to reconsider long-term values. On reflection, we could recognize the crucial role of these same two choices for the outcomes of individual lives. So, First of all, I think we should read this book on the podcast, you know, as part of a podcast episode or two. I'm really excited to pick up a copy of it, so look for that in the months to come. Before I get into that, also coming up soon, we have next week David Foster Wallace Fall Book Series. We're talking about the essay, How Tracy Austin Broke My Heart. The week after that, I want to do a emotional health and the election episode, try to get people prepared for whatever chaos might be coming and how to be prepared on an emotional level for the unknown and the anxiety and the stress of uh, 2020. And then we're going to go and do uh, some more David Foster Wallace looking at his essay, Joseph Frank's Dostoevsky. Uh, I'm going to do a book review of Gail Sheehy's 1970s book Passages, which looks at the life cycle and the common archetypal challenges of adulthood and Gail Sheehy just passed a few weeks or months ago so I'd like to do a you know rest in peace tribute and uh, a book review of this book that's now you know 45 years old or so and see how valuable is this book does it stand up well if we read it today and based on my reading of the introduction I thought it had a lot of great insight I look forward to reviewing that all right so back to today's focus so basically Jared Diamond saying that what his studies of societies show and what his studies of societies show is that the ability to have long-term planning and a willingness to reconsider long-term values. But he related and said, 
well, this is also how the individual lives work. So that the most successful or tragic lives might be greatly affected by how much they can long-term plan and how much they can reconsider those plans, reconsider those values. So this question sort of sent me into a, a tailspin. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. One of my family's all-time favorite movies is uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers. If you haven't seen it, it's really worth seeing. Outstanding. It's kind of surreal. A lot of the characters are characters from fairy tale books growing up in this little village. And there's this kind of this like hell or this uh, dark side to the village. And that is Bogeyland, which is this underground land inhabited by these... Uh, these kind of uh, uh, wolf-like, wolf-man-like creatures, these half-human, half-beasts. So Bogeyland, when you go to Bogeyland, though, what's confusing is it seems to be this labyrinth of caves and tunnels. And I felt like I was getting lost in Bogeyland repeatedly during the last week. I sat down to record this episode a week ago, and I'm here a week later, and I've recorded it twice. That I recorded it, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday, again on Sunday, and here I am on a third shot. And that I don't do that this way. And I also have pages and pages of notes. So what I'm trying to show you as we go to we reflect on five-year plans, and then as we explore corresponding values... It's almost like if you try to investigate this, every cave passageway you go through leads to three more, an intersection with three more choices. And then you go down one of those and you get to an intersection with three more choices. And all of a sudden you are completely lost in this underground labyrinth of Bogeyland. That's how I felt this past week. And I have been carrying this podcast with me and this topic and these questions with me. But I had to basically keep on stepping back and, and not go down all these caves and all these little underground passages and get lost and chased in bogey land. So I'm going to give you a few of my insights that I've kind of come out of this week. I'm probably going to leave you with as many questions as we started with, but that's the nature of this show, remember. Ideally, you take the Weather of the Mind podcast, you listen it for 20 to 25 minutes, and you go for a walk. And we percolate. We, we exchange some ideas back and forth through the audio waves. And if you got some big ideas, you shoot me an email and it contributes to the show. But I was very, very fully engaged and really carrying this with me all week. And I think I have some good insights. And I'm going to share mine. Please drop me a line. Let me know what you think about your insight. So one thing I've realized as I explored these questions... These questions about long-term planning, about reconsidering long-term values, is that I don't really like the word value. Even the term seemed to have too many layers, and maybe layers that are sort of loaded, or even not, just so many layers of a definition. It's like when we think about what are your core values, it's almost like asking someone, what's the meaning of life? It is a sprawling, enormous question. So for me, when I, when I get to that point with a word value or values, I think maybe this word is too big. How do I go a little more focused? And the little more focused for the, for the sake of this conversation to me was using the word guiding principles instead of values. Values seem so stationary a concept. What do you value? These are my values. Boom. These will not change. But guiding principles, 
This is more insightful. And it's even, I think, insightful to the question posed in this podcast. How do, how do we change those values? Because when we say values, boom, I am made of bronze. I stand on a desk. I am a value. Then, but then we switch to guiding principle. This is our guiding. This is a navigation system. We are on a long journey or we are a little boat on the waters. The idea of a journey is implied. The fact that we need to have a navigation system is implied. But it almost seems dynamic. Guiding principles. These are actively guiding, guiding this journey. But you got to know where you want to go. That's what started this whole five, five year thing is thinking, where do you want to go? But now that we realize, now that we spend time with thinking about five year plans, you realize that a five year plan is, is a big slice of our lives. And if we decide what's valuable to us in the next five years, the next 10 years, next 20 years, that really is our answer to what is our meaning? To, what, what is the meaning to life? That's our meaning to life. What do we value? What do we what do we what are our guiding principles so i like thinking of this boat i like thinking of each of us as this boat on the water and knowing where to go knowing how to read the stars and the direction of where to go but but also we're navigating the weather we're navigating the storms it is very much a lively vibrant process so with guiding principles there's some malleability but these are still our guiding principles. They're still foundational. So the first thing I want to share with you today is this idea of let's think about the word guiding principles as compared to values in this thought experiment and see how that leads us along to having more clarity. The second thing I want to do in today's episode is give you three thought experiments to reveal or help reveal your guiding principles. Understanding what our guiding principles are may unlock insights into how they develop and evolve. It seems that I commonly go back to assessment and strategy, assessment and strategy. But assessment is always first. Understanding how values change without understanding maybe our personal values might be out of order. So I really want to try to get us to think about assessing our guiding principles. What is navigating our ships? And if we're teaching this to our children and we talk to them, what, how do we explore guiding principles? What is navigating our journey through life? So three thought experiments. Here they go. Number one, I want you to think about yourself, your individual self. And you uh, think of yourself as a, a little seed you know, a little seed with human homo sapien genetics that is planted somewhere in the world, right? And the seed is planted in the soil. The seed represents your nature and perhaps human nature. And the soils represent culture, culture, what gives nourishment and allows the seed to grow and develop. For this thought experiment, I want you to think of that seed, like that seed not being planted where it was planted in your life, but being planted at your next door neighbor's house or the family down the block or the family across the country or the family 300 years ago or the family in the future in 2100. 
The question is, when that little seed comes to life, what, what values does it have organically as a human? And then how do those mix with the soils? So when you think of those soils, if you just think of one example in your head right now of a place either down the block, across the country, in the future, in the past, some different family setting which you were born. The family is the primary soils that teach the values, teach the guiding principles to the youngster. But what are the other layers? Is there a religious organization that is involved in the upbringing of, of this seed these, in these cultural soils? The religion institution, what about sports? What about recreational time? What about extended family values? What about, what about the local weather and as it affects the local culture and the local customs? So there are layers upon layers upon layers of influence on this little seed all these layers of cultural influence which affect what values. But if we think of ourselves planted in these different, I've been studying a lot of 1840s Russia. If I was planted in those soils, even in different parts of Moscow or in different parts of St. Petersburg, different, different subcultures, different classes, different religions, how, what about me, what about Doug Krish would be exactly the same? And what about Doug Krish would be wildly different? This should give us some inkling into what our core values, pardon, what our core guiding principles are. Okay, it only gets better from here, folks. Number two, thought experiment. We consider our guiding principles when we reach a crossroads. When we make decisions, we essentially look at our value system in our mind. We look to our guiding principles and make that decision. So for our second thought experiment, I want you to think of a time recently and or a time in the past when you've had to make a significant decision, a significant crossroads. Maybe there's two choices, maybe there's three or four. Maybe it's a job, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's how to respond to someone in your life. Maybe it's what to purchase and how to spend your money. Think of that crossroad situation where you faced a tough decision. Then try to think of your emotions. After you made the decision, were you satisfied or dissatisfied? Being satisfied or dissatisfied is a great litmus test. It's a great indicator of the decision we made was it, was it true to our guiding principles or was it in contradiction to our guiding principles? Really spend some time thinking about crossroads and decision making is inherent at crossroads and we rely upon our guiding principles to make those decisions. But the way we feel emotionally is our way of, of seeing, you know, was that in tune with ourselves? Ooh, that was a good one. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good. See, this was worth the wait. This is worth all the mental distress this, <laughs> for this podcast. This might be the hardest episode for me to wrap my head around and communicate clearly. I hope I'm doing a good job. Third, the third thought experiment for today, which I think is kind of the, the most fun, is it's kind of a sci-fi one. Imagine we are in a different culture. And the different culture still has graveyards. But when you go to the graveyards, walk to the graveyard, you visit, 
you visit your granny, rest in peace, or you visit some relatives, or you just go for a walk through a, gra through a graveyard, like a beautiful graveyard with nice trees and birds and, some, and all these tombstones, and you stop to look at them. And they have the name well, Mary Smith, 1875 to 1925. But in this subculture, after they list the name and the dates, they list the five guiding principles that represent this person's life. The five guiding principles. And they can be written like loyalty or good humor, but they also could be a derivative thing, like a kind of skill, a daily skill. You know, like maybe they were a great singer or a great cook or a great friend. This is, this is kind of, I think, uh, can be included in this list. Generous, forgiving, excitable, great teammate, lover of nature, courageous, efficient, passionate. What, if you were to pass this year, what would they put on your tombstone? And if you can picture your tombstone down the road, what would you want it to say? And how do these two line up? So kind of have fun with it. Think of it as sci-fi. Think of it as some alternate run of history where the tombstones don't just have the dates on it. They have some more information. They show, they remind us what this person was devoted to, their guiding principles. So what would your, what would your tombstone list for your five guiding principles? I'm still thinking about mine. Definitely, I think camaraderie of spirit slash sports, <laughs> loves to cook and nurture and listen. That seems pretty good. But let me think, you know, let me give it some more time. Likes to think and ponder and evaluate and study. I don't want to talk about myself too much. This is about all of us living and learning, living and learning. So I think I've implied a little bit of an answer to the original question what it means to reconsider long-term values and what it looks like to change the individual or social value. I think we're really going to sink our teeth into that when we read Jared Diamond's book sometime later this fall and this winter. But I, th I think the term guiding principle as opposed to value is probably my, my brief answer at this point because it implies an ongoing process of reevaluation. It, it, there are principles, but they are guiding principles. It is an active process. Like little boats on the water, we are on a journey through life, and we have to learn to navigate the storms, and we have to know what we feel like aiming for, or else the life will just toss us to and fro, which for some people might be delightful, but for most of us, it's a little too disorienting. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to let us run a little tune before we go. And it just relates, and it's a really sweet, upbeat song by Ani DeFranco from, I believe, the late 90s, called Buildings and Bridges. And uh, her lyrics are very easy to listen to and hear. And you'll see they, they kind of fit well with this episode. So let's, let's listen to a, a little tune for about a minute, and then we'll wrap it up and call it a day. Ani DeFranco.
Bridges and bridges are made to bend in the wind to withstand the world as what it takes. All that steel and stone, a no match for the air, my friend. Doesn't bend brakes, what doesn't bend brakes? Buildings and bridges are made to bend in the wind to withstand the world. That's what it takes. So there you go. Another nice image to play with. These strong buildings made of steel and these big bridges. So strong. That steel, that's the equivalent of a strong guiding principle. But part of that guiding principle is a malleability, is an ability to bend during chaos to compromise with other things in the world, the wind, the waves, etc., the earthquakes, to compromise. So to have guiding principles is one thing, but if we want to exist and thrive in our communities and our societies, one of our guiding principles has got to be some level of bendability, malleability, compromise. It's been awesome being pushed this week. Things in our lives that kick our butt, that really challenge us, that overwhelm us, if we can just weather those storms, we're going to emerge smarter, stronger, clearer. I feel like this has really been a good challenge for me. I look forward to some fun episodes, some lighter episodes, talking about sports memoirs next week with David Foster Wallace. Please, if you get a chance, read the essay. We'll have some great, great thoughts for you next week. Let me know what you think about this episode. Your feedback is really appreciated. Ongoing conversation as I see it. Weatherofthemind.org is the website. As usual, keep hydrated. Try to get your heart rate up. (sighs) Try to give yourself a break. You're feeling overwhelmed with life. Living and learning. Take care. Bye-bye.